Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. We're taking a look at our neighbor, Malaysia. Yeah, they've been quite busy over the past couple of weeks. First, Malaysia's finance minister, Tengku Zayu Furul Tengku Abdul Aziz, recently tabling the national budget for 2023, the second largest ever budget in the country's history. The 2022 budget was touted as its largest when it was tabled last year at 332.1 billion. Billion ringgit, but it has since expanded to an estimated 385.3 billion ringgit after factoring in the fiscal support provided by the government to protect the people and businesses from rising inflation and, of course, the cost of living. And now the country is heading into the general elections after Malaysian Prime Minister Ismail Sabri Yaakob announced the parliament was dissolved, paving the way for national elections to be held before the end of the year. So, naturally, we wonder how all of this happening next door is going to impact Singapore in both the short run and the long run. Well, on the line with us this morning is Don Lai, the CEO of Experian Information Services Malaysia. Good morning, Don. Hi, good morning. Hi, Elliot. Hey, good morning, Money FM listener. Let's talk about Malaysia tabling the national budget for 2023 recently. It's the second largest ever budget in the country's history, coming before the country's uh, parliament was dissolved. What were some of the key takeaways from this budget for you? Yeah, uh, if you look at it right, uh, Malaysian budget 2023 support growth and focuses on reform to elevate the people's well-being, income and social protections, right? So uh, if you look at it, right, uh, pretty much I think they are quite a fair bit in terms of covering um, for people. They are, I think in the budget itself, it states um, the 1 million taxpayer and in individual income tax will be reduced. I think that is good for the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is a budget for people as well as for uh, businesses across. Were we expecting Parliament to dissolve so quickly after the budget was announced? Mm, I think majority of us, I think there are a lot of speculation, but we don't expect it immediately. Yep. Mm-hmm. So with this, right, we know we are going to approach a new government with this election. How do we see this, you know, changing up in terms of the economic front for the country? Because it's been quite a difficult two years for them. Yeah, yep. Um, I think the pandemic definitely actually uh, put a strength in terms of the individual as well as businesses' income level. Mm. But however, if you look at it, the past, um, I think the couple of months, Malaysian economy is showing positive growth momentum. The reopening of international border continue to leave tourism-related sectors, right? So our Malaysian export also have been recorded double-digit growth since the start of 2021. So all this, even in if you look at labor market, we also have shown strength. Wages in both the manufacturing and services sector have been increasing since the start of the year. So I think we at around about five percent and seven percent. Right, unemployment rate is now also less than four percent. Mm. So if you look at it, um, budgets would help to support growth and focuses on reform. I think that is something that people are looking forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's still quite recent, right? But have you heard anything with regard to Malaysian businesses and what they are looking forward to? Is there, I don't know, perhaps something that they're looking at in terms of how to cope, you know, with the rising inflation? 
Um, I think this it is a challenge, especially um, if you look at from um, the ringgit. Also, we just hit all-time low yesterday mm. um, against USD orders, right? So, if you look at it um, from a business standpoint, um, especially SME, right? Um, from a digitalization front, this is actually definitely something that it would help them. A lot, some of SME are not really aware what this can help them. And in this budget itself, it does allocate some of the funds. So from that perspective, how they can actually cope with, I think these are some of the key areas uh, businesses should be able to actually type through. Yeah. Okay. Naturally, right here in Singapore, we do wonder how this budget and what this budget would mean for our local businesses or even that two-way relationship. What are your thoughts on this? Mm, I think uh, all this while, economic linkages between Singapore and Malaysia are long-standing, right? Uh, spending uh, trade in goods and services and even our uh, foreign direct investment and the movement of people, as you can see, the huge amount of people commute daily between the country via the causeway. So, and Malaysia is Singapore's uh, second largest trading partner. Mm. In that sense, right, um, supply chain complication, weakening of the ringgit, present as some downside risk to the trade between Singapore and Malaysia. Uh, I would say that appreciating the trading conditions are more volatile these days. We urge companies to take on some risk mitigation measure, right? Okay. Uh, especially from experience standpoint, monitoring of their credit cash flow mm. is a little bit more intently. This is definitely important. It's so different, right? When we really look at the business aspect, you compare with the man on the street, we're just more concerned about going there and having a good time considering the you know, currency strength as well and the options available for us in Malaysia. Yeah. Definitely. Don, I, I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is data. Could you share with us some latest trends in consumer and business behavior based on the data that's been found by Experian in Singapore and Malaysia? Yeah, I think for Malaysians, right, uh, when we look at it, uh, we are in demand recovery. So uh, as we look at it, uh, we have uh, looking at a credit bureau data. I think we are a credit bureau in Malaysia. So in a way that we look at even from higher purchase standpoint, we have some of the stats from the bureau. Uh, over 120 to uh, per 1,000 consumer in our last January data this year, mm. it shows certain strength. And even from home loans perspective, right, uh, there is a growing trend in this recent month. Uh, similar trend for credit card issuance, that is what we have seen. Uh, at this stage, right, um, the things that we should watch out for, there are some early delinquency um, showing in terms of the credit card side. So this is something that definitely uh, from a lender as well as businesses in consumer standpoint, they should actually take take precautions on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that one's definitely a good one that you brought up there. I mean, if we were to look at ecosystems, right? How do you think, you know, consumers, businesses, and even the government, how do you see all of that working together to support the economy, you know, looking at it in a very people-friendly, very sustainable manner? Uh, people-friendly, right? I think that uh, this budget definitely is something that, uh, from what the government perspective, they are able to help the business. And from a business standpoint, I think it is important, right, how they can making sure that they take actions to limit external cost increases. I think that is what the stage now, I think from an overall ecosystem, uh, improve in terms of uh, their overall cost strategy, uh, go towards dig- digitalization, 
And if you look at it from a consumer standpoint, it is important for them to take note. I think financial literacy is something that mm-hmm. at experience we have been driving it. It is important for consumers to take note with this rising cost of living, how they can live within their means and managing their finances to actually prepare them for the future. Mm, yeah, I want to pick up on two issues that you brought up there. I find quite interesting. The first one being digitalization, right? We've been talking about it so much in a local context, but how challenging is this issue in Malaysia, you know, for business to digitalize? Uh, it is, I would say that uh, the pandemic has helped to propel, I would say, that adoptions of okay. digitalization for both consumer as well as businesses, right? Even as we speak, we can see uh, the adoptions of e-wallet, e-payment mm-hmm. uh, has actually definitely increased tremendously over the last two years. It is still a journey, I would say, that for businesses to actually adapt themselves. Uh, as we see, I think that is the way to go. And with the government uh, allocations in the budget to actually help businesses to adopt the yeah. digitalization, that is our hope that this would really help to increase the overall uh, um, resilience around the digitalization for the businesses. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, with things like e-wallets, e-payments, also comes the ease of things like buy now, pay later. And you, you can understand and sympathize how it can be quite tempting, right? What are your thoughts in terms of the challenge face when it comes to education on financial literacy, education on, you know, taking care of your finances amid all the inflation issues and, and potential recession that we see? Yeah, I think um, it is some things that um, I think at the Malaysian front, uh, government also has been driving quite a fair bit in terms of financial literacy. And as a whole, I would say Malaysia need more awareness and also managing debt, right? And this mm. is actually something definitely important uh, uh, towards the educating the younger generation. Uh, like what you say, uh, buy now, pay later. Yeah. They, they definitely need to know that. Um, Using that manner, uh, they don't spend beyond their means. And, and learning good financial management skill at a young age is definitely a key to help them at a better managing money at a later stage, right? Uh, many of them may realize, um, wouldn't realize that until they wanted to get into bigger finances at a later stage when they wanted to get a loan, housing loan, car loan. Yeah. And that's the time they realize the importance of financial literacy. Yeah. Mm, you really bring up a good point there. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me this morning. Don Lai, the CEO of Experian Information Services Malaysia. Don, thanks again for your time. Take care and have a good day. Thank you. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.